0: The Bible says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving on today in James's letter, um, beginning in chapter 4 this morning. And we're going to be studying verses 1 through 6 and uh, breaking this section into a couple of teachings uh, so that we can be careful to apply all of the things uh, that the Lord brings to us as we go along. Um, This passage begins a section subtitled, Submit Yourselves to God, and um, we're going to be learning about um, what it means to submit to God's will versus insisting on our own will. It's a good lesson for us. We live in a world that's pretty insistent on getting its way. (laughs) We live in a world that's pretty committed to its own path. And um, the wisdom of the world is alive and well in many, many hearts in this place. And um, heavenly wisdom, godly wisdom seems in short supply at times. And James addresses that here and kind of diagnoses um, what he sees playing out in the world. And I think it's still relevant and true today. All right, my friends, before we get into the word, let's go before the father. Heavenly father, we love you today. We thank you for your word and its teaching. We thank you for your faithfulness seeing us through another week. Uh, it's Friday again, Lord, and uh, we're ready for, um, the rest and uh, enjoyment that the weekend brings, and we give you thanks for the gift of it. Uh, Father, as we uh, finish out the week, help us to finish well. Uh, Keep us focused on the tasks at hand today, and Lord, also as we prepare to study your word, open our hearts to it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is James 4, 1 through 6. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace? That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. As we move into this passage, um, James asks a question or two, and these questions are to um, get his hearers, his listeners, to reflect on their own hearts. First, he says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come? A question but an answer. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? So the first is a question, why are people at each other's throats all the time? And he says, is not it come from your desires that battle within you? You're fighting with people because you think they've got more than you do, or you want to get ahead of them, or um you're competing with the competition for the best position and the most money and uh, the greatest opportunities um he says uh, you desire but you do not have so you kill you covet but cannot get what you want so you quarrel and fight uh covetousness is wanting what other people have what other people have but not being able to get it um But James addresses the heart of the issue in the second part of verse 2. He says, You do not have because you do not ask God. Um, Jesus taught in the Bible that whatever we ask in His name will be granted to us um, because God is generous and good and He loves to bless His people with good things. He loves to bless us. He loves to give out of His generous heart. Um, But behind Jesus' words and behind James' understanding is the issue of motives. Um, If we are asking selfishly, um, if we are asking in line with our will, discarding God's will, um, we are likely not to get the thing that we ask for. Um, there is an alignment of the Spirit that is unspoken and in, in the understanding of what Jesus was saying and in James's understanding. And that alignment of the spirit is a submission thing. Uh it has to do with saying, God, I'm I'm asking you for this thing and, and I'm and I'm doing it, Lord God, seeking to align my will to your will for my life. And if this thing that I'm asking for is outside your will, then I pray, Lord, that you would shut that door and open the right one. And that's asking God rightly. When we have a concern, when we have a request, when there is something that we desire or long for, um, we take it to the Lord and we align our will with His will. James goes on, uh, When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. And so there you go, the question of motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasure. God is not concerned about our pleasure. (laughs) God has made us a pleasurable world to enjoy, uh, full of wonderful food and beautiful natural um, sights to take in and people to enjoy and places to travel to and oceans to swim and sunsets to revel in. Um, And so he's created us an intensely, Uh, pleasurable world but when it's talking when James says uh, we don't receive because we're asking with wrong motives that we may spend what we get on our pleasures he's talking about the illicit pleasures of the flesh that we selfishly squander the blessings of God on on the illicit pleasures of the flesh Um, and so James gets at the question of motives what is it that motivates us to go to God and ask him for anything The Bible says we should pray, Um, but often we go to God expecting Him to behave more like a magical genie than the God of the universe, who is sovereign, who has a will, purpose, and plan for our lives, who is utterly in control of every moment of our existence, who at no time turns His eye from us. God's in charge and he's got it. And so when we pray, when we ask, we come with godly motives, a motive of ultimately desiring his will for the situation that concerns us, his will for the thing that we're bringing to his attention. That's the way to rightly pray. Those are the kind of motives that God will honor. James continues in this passage, you adulterous people, you don't don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Now, This is not talking about us befriending the people of the world so that we might have influence in their lives and win them to the gospel. This is talking about trying to live a a worldly life. This is living by the world's wisdom and discarding God's wisdom altogether. Uh, This is becoming a true friend of the world in the sense of you embrace the world's way, you embrace the world's path, you embrace uh, the world's values and priorities. And you discard everything that has to do with the values of the kingdom. And so obviously, if you're going to live that way, if you're going to pursue a worldly life, then you're not pursuing a godly life. It's just very simple spiritual math. Um, if you're pursuing God with all that you are and all that you have with a heart that desires His will to be done in your life, that pursuit will have certain blessings, benefits, and consequences. But if you pursue the world with all that you have and all that you are, seeking its uh, benefits and its achievements and its rewards, then that is what you will have and you won't have the rewards of God. You won't have the blessings of God in your life because you've put God aside in order to pursue uh, the ways and the wisdom of the world um, he says something interesting in verse five, and it 's a verse that has for many generations been a challenging verse to translate because james 's intent is not necessarily easy to understand it 's possible that he 's saying. In uh, verse 5, as it's translated, do you think Scripture says without reason that God jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? Other translations say um, that the spirit he put in us envies intensely. <laughs> um, and it's not necessarily about God's desire uh, of our the spirit he put within us, but the spirit he put within us envies intensely or is uh, endlessly jealous. Um, But James, uh, the translators of the NIV translate it from the perspective of, of God's desire for us. They say, do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell within us. In other words, here we are living in the w- way of the world and God is hungry for us. He desires us. He wants a relationship with us. He's jealous after the spirit he put in you. Um, he is intently desirous of a relationship with each of us, with all of his creation. He wants to know us. He wants to be in fellowship with the spirit he put in us. Um And that does make sense in context, and that is scriptural. There are other places in Scripture that talk about God being a jealous God, that He uh, does not want uh, the world to win out uh, and take us away from His heart. He wants to be in relationship with us. Excuse me. But in verse 6, James continues, But He gives us more grace. That is why the Scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Um the world 's ways are proud the world 's ways are stubborn and selfish and ambitious, and they are not thoughtful of what they must do in order to achieve uh, their ultimate goal um, and That is not a humble way of living that 's a proud way of living and it 's an ultimately selfish way of living and this teaching of James and the teaching of scripture ultimately is very clear proverbs three thirty four But God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. Um, We are humbled when we come to the place. We realize that our way of living life has been failing us and has not been fruitful. And we turn our will over to God and we say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And I'm coming to you, Lord, and I'm desirous of walking in your will and walking in your ways. Here's what concerns me, and here's what I'm desiring. And, but ultimately, Lord, I'm only seeking your will to be done in my life. That's a humble trajectory. It's a God-centered uh, trajectory, not a world-centered trajectory. And James says God will honor that, he'll show favor to that humble spirit. But he opposes the proud. Why? Because the proud person believes they are their own God and they don't need God's direction and they don't need God's leadership and they don't need God's help and they don't need God's blessings. They're doing just fine on their own, thank you very much. But the humble person has been broken of that need to prove themselves. The humble has been broken of their intense drive for achievement. The humble realize that God's wisdom and God's ways are best. All right, my friends, a great teaching as we go into the weekend, and I pray that these words would continue to challenge you and inspire you as you consider them today. God bless.